At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC. Sadly, it's another Silver Linings edition. That's three in a row in the loss column for the Hornets after falling 103-90. to to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll break that one down, talk about how the Hornets are dealing with all of these injuries in general. And also we've got a special guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sabrina Elliott of Food Lion is going to join us to talk all about the Dunk Hunger Program. Hornets and Food Lion Feeds are partnering together to try and donate tens of thousands of meals to our local Charlotte area. We'll talk about that with Sabrina a little later on here in the show. But right now, to help me out dissecting this latest game, Matt Carroll is back with us, Director of Player Programs for the Hornets and a 10-year NBA veteran. Matt, how are you? Sam, doing great. Good to be on. It's good to have you back. It's been a tough stretch here. I think the injuries have more to do with this loss than anything else. But nonetheless, Hornets have to find a way to get wins. And so far on this homestand, or I guess now it's in the rearview mirror, this homestand, Hornets go 0-3, falling 103-90 to to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Matt, what are your initial takeaways from this game? Yeah, you know, it was, I think, a winnable game. The Hornets had their chances. It just seemed like down the stretch, the Cleveland Cavaliers made some big shots. You know, and I think one was Torian Prince had a, a huge game. You know, he was making threes all over the place, playing like an all-star tonight. And the Hornets just didn't have enough firepower to get over the top. No doubt about that. Prince, he had a season high with 25 points. This is a guy not everyone knows about, but he's been a productive player for a while. He was on the Atlanta Hawks before, I believe, came over in the James Harden deal from Brooklyn. He and Jared Allen both went to Cleveland. But he's been a consistent double-digit scorer for the last 
four years, and that's difficult to do. It really is, and I think he showed tonight that he's still very effective, and I think any team could probably use what he brings to the table. And the way he shot the ball tonight was very impressive. Him off the bench, and really the Hornets overall have struggled to match teams with their bench scoring, but there's a clear reason for that, and that is a lot of the guys that they would normally look to to score off the bench Guys like Miles Bridges are not coming off the bench anymore. They're in a starting role because they have to be. The Hornets are so banged up. No P.J. Washington, no Gordon Hayward, no Malik Monk, no LaMelo Ball. They just go on and on, and it's just decimating their bench production, and it's just been very inconsistent. We see, you know, Caleb Martin go for a career high one night. The next night, he scores none. Brad Wanamaker had a career high for made field goals against Atlanta. The next night, he went one for 11. So it's just hard to find consistency when you're leaning on guys who are in unfamiliar roles, I would suspect. Yeah, it's difficult. And I, I think the Hornets are in a tough situation. I mean, they have so many of their scores and their key guys out with injuries. And it's given opportunity to other players that normally wouldn't be getting an opportunity. So, one, players are going to grow. They're going to develop. A lot of young players get some time now. The challenge, though, Sam, is just winning games, closing games out. You know, you'll see the last couple games the Hornets have been in. They've had chances to win these games. And you get the last five minutes of the game, that's the winning time and you just feel like, man, the Hornets are just missing too much with injuries, and they could just use one or two of those players at least to help at the end of the game to help close out some of these games. You did touch on a silver lining before we give out our silver linings. I want to let JB weigh in with his silver lining for the game. He spoke after the loss, which dropped the Hornets to 27-27 and on the season. You know, looking at this from a glass-half-full perspective, it's still a very young team. There's a lot of guys getting their first shot either as starters in the form of Jalen McDaniels or being relied on for heavy minutes in a relief role. And JB spoke after the game about how there is a positive to be derived from that. Yeah, I think it's the mindset of not giving in. You know, keep fighting, keep clawing. I'll just keep looking and trying to discover new lineups and new ways to get creative. You know, we, we've done it in the past and we're not going to stop. You know, that that's the biggest thing. We're not going to stop. We just got to, you know, do our best to get creative, to try to help this group score and, and find points. And what I can take from this game is just continue to battle. Life's not always easy. Sport, this is sport, and you, you got to continue to fight and claw and scratch. And my belief, Mike, is just over time, our guys will just get better. You know, I think in the end, these guys that are getting minutes right now, it's time for them to develop and grow, and these are valuable minutes for them, you know. And maybe we got to look at Vern and, and Nick a little bit more right now and see what they have, take a look at them as well. So. I wouldn't be surprised if we take a look at a few of those guys as well to, to spell Biz and, and Cody as well. But the positive, Mike, is just the reps they're getting right now in an NBA game. That's the positive. It's not easy when you're losing, you know, a game or two here, but the positive is they are getting some experience. We'll talk more about, you know, how this team is dealing with injuries overall. But, Matt, what do you think of what JB had to say about, you know, trying to find the positives of giving guys like the Martin brothers – and Jalen McDaniels, an expanded role here with all the injuries. JB is 100% right. I mean, in the NBA, sometimes you're dealt with, you know, some bad hands. And, and injuries is one thing that happens to every team at some point. I think the Hornets situation is a little extreme, you know, with the amount of injuries that has, has occurred. But listen, you can't feel sorry for yourself. you got to keep moving, keep pushing forward. And I agree with Coach. I mean, you just got to find ways to, to help the players that are on the court, that are ready, that are able bodies to play, and try to get a strategy and get some movement, get some, some offensive ways for them to score, put points on the board, because that's what they need right now, losing all their scores to injuries. So you just got to keep pushing forward. And, you know, hopefully they're going to have some games and find 
find ways and before guys come back healthy, try to sneak a couple wins in there. And then you get your main guys back and hopefully you'll be still in a good position to make a little run here in the playoffs. Let's give out our silver linings. Matt, you're the guest. We'll let you go first. Your silver linings from this loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think just overall, I think my silver lining is it's getting extended minutes for guys who have just got a few minutes throughout the season, an opportunity to really play game important minutes which will help them grow, which will build their confidence. And I do believe as the season goes along, the players that are getting these good quality minutes in the game, it'll help them down the road. And there's going to be a time when these games start piling up, when everyone's back healthy, that you're going to need the players that are playing a lot of minutes right now. I'm going to give my silver linings on this one to Cody Zeller. Back to the wing. Zeller goes for the rim run, and he pounds it down with the right hand. Jared Allen was giving chase, but he could not catch up to Cody Zeller. He punched it through. Hornets now down by seven. Zeller with 10 points and seven rebounds. He's had two double-doubles in his last four games. He's been real productive out there with his minutes. It's strange. The position the Hornets are thinnest at from the start of the season is the one they're the healthiest at right now. But Cody Zeller continues to be productive and just make some things happen, keeping the team close on both ends of the floor. I think Cody's done a really good job. He's solid. He's consistent. You know what you're going to get from Cody. And I like the mix with Biz. You know, Biz comes in. You know what you're going to get from Biz. I thought Biz lately has done an excellent job catching the ball and finishing the last couple games. He's going to bring energy. He's going to play defense. Cody's going to run hard. He's going to put pressure on their bigs to keep up. I think they both have done a, a solid job throughout this time, for sure. At the end of the day, it is another loss, 103-90. to It's the third consecutive loss for the Hornets, and that makes it staying all the more so the Hornets fall now into the play-in area but still in a playoff position we'll talk about what they need to do to maintain their footing despite all the injuries in a little bit but right now we've got a special interview coming up all this month the Hornets and official hunger relief partner Food Lion Feeds are launching the Dunk Hunger program helping to donate tens of thousands of meals to our local Charlotte area Sabrina Elliott is an executive with Food Lion and she joins us next right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cody Zeller knows how to finish an assist. Now you can be a part of one of his biggest plays of the season. Socks are the most under-donated item for those in need, and the Cody Zeller Sock Drive, presented by Haynes, is ready to attack that problem. You can help make socks a priority by donating one pack of new socks or $5 to the Cody Zeller Sock Drive, and all donations will be matched by Haynes and will benefit Roof Above. Head to Hornets.com and search Cody Zeller Sock Drive for more information. Now Miles Bridges, he'll go in, dunks it on top! But Clint Capella, are you kidding me? That dunk by Miles Bridges still has the NBA buzzing, but one other aspect of it and every other dunk by the Hornets this month that we want to talk to you about is what it is doing for our community through the Food Lion Feeds Dunk Hunger Program. During the month of April, for every dunk by a Charlotte Hornet, whether it is number one on Sports Center or not, Food Lion will donate a thousand meals to local food banks and feeding agencies in the greater Charlotte area. To tell us more about the program, we welcome Sabrina Elliott, director of operations for the Charlotte East region for Food Lion to the Hornets Hivecast. Sabrina, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Dunk Hunger is just one piece of Food Lion Feeds. Can you tell us about the overall program? Absolutely. Food Lion Feeds is an excellent program that Food Lion has been supporting throughout the years. It is our commitment to end hunger in our local communities. Food Lion is all about food. They are passionate in helping solve hunger today 
They're passionate about ensuring that our customers do not have to choose between dinner and paying for rent or gasoline and buying groceries. So through this initiative, Food Lion is seeking to unite our communities and our customers and our associates to eliminate hunger and eliminate that difficult choice that some families have to make every day. What are some of the major goals for Food Lion Feeds? We set out to ensure that we have about 1 billion more meals by 2025. We're about a quarter of a way to our goal, but that goal we would like to meet by 2025. That is incredible. And that's a nationwide goal? Yes. This is a goal for Food Lions throughout our banner. Yes, sir. That's fantastic. Now, can you give your perspective as someone who works here in our local region, why Food Lion Feeds is important to local communities like Charlotte? I think that Food Lion Feeds is important to a community like Charlotte because, as you already know, Charlotte is balancing not only hunger, but also homelessness. And as a part of an initiative that supports our local food banks, that supports our local schools, supports our local colleges, this is just one way that we can contribute to our community, not only to eliminate hunger, but simply be a pillar in our community to support the local community as well. Let's talk specifically about Dunk Hunger. What makes the Food Lion Feeds Dunk Hunger program particularly special? I think that the Dunk Hunger Program is unique because it has two parts. So you've already talked about the on the court portion of Dunk Hunger. As you've already stated, it is through the entire month of April that for every dunk that the Hornets team member makes, Food Lion will donate a thousand meals. Starting April 14th through April 27th, we're going to be able to give our customers an opportunity to also donate and pitch in to help minimize and eliminate hunger within our community. They'll be able to come into our stores and select different items within the store from our shelves and actually put them in a cart. And that donation will go to our local partners, our Second Harvest Food Bank partner, to support and eliminate hunger within our community. That's fantastic. And can they dunk their items in the cart like Miles Bridges does on the court. Is that allowed? <laughs> um, I think that would be an, an interesting sight, but I would just ask that we kindly um, just simply donate the uh, the items into our shopping cart. If someone would like to try their uh, dunking skills, I'm sure the stores will be very intrigued to see that skill set. Got to be careful with which items you choose for that. Could be a cleanup on aisle five situation if you try and dunk, say, the milk in a cart. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely, Sam. And we're seeking non-perishable food donations. So whether it's paper, baby products, anything that's non-perishable, that will be the type of goods and items that we're seeking for customers to donate. That's excellent. Sabrina, we know this is not a one month or one program type of problem we're all working to solve. How will Food Lion Feeds continue to work with food banks and local communities after the Dunk Hunger program ends at the end of the month? Food Lion Seeds initiative is an ongoing initiative. We have partnered with our local schools. We have partnered with our local colleges like our HBCUs and our local food banks. This is an ongoing initiative throughout the year. It's not a one-time initiative that we support. There are several initiatives throughout the year that Food Lion is heavily involved in. 
and supporting schools, colleges, and food banks is something that we do year-round. Sabrina Elliott, Director of Operations for the Charlotte East Region for Food Lion. Thank you so much for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast and telling us about Food Lion Feeds and Dunk Hunger. Thank you so very much. Buzz City, it's time to return to the Hive. There are a limited number of socially distanced tickets available for each game. Fans can expect enhanced cleaning and disinfection procedures and an upgraded ventilation system at Spectrum Center because the health and safety of the team, staff, and guests is the top priority at the Hive. Be there Sunday, April 18th at 7 p.m. when the Hornets host Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Tickets on sale now at Hornets.com. Our thanks again to Sabrina Elliott of Food Line for joining us today on the Hornets Hivecast and for Food Line's partnership with the Hornets on the Dunk Hunger program, helping to donate tens of thousands of meals to our local area this month through, again, the Dunk Hunger program. Difficulty right now with the injuries for the Hornets. Like most teams, Matt Carroll back with us again here on the Hornets Hivecast, the 10-year NBA veteran and director of player programs for the Hornets. Matt, like most teams, I think the Hornets are being hurt right now by the injuries because like most young squads, the end of their bench isn't filled with NBA veterans. The end of their bench is filled with guys that might be in the G League right now if this was a a normal time. Certainly not guys who have been through the battles previously and are tested and hardened by multiple NBA seasons. And we've seen that against some teams that the Hornets have gone against who have similar injury issues like the Lakers. They were able to turn to you know a guy like Wes Matthews, who is top 25 in NBA history and made threes, and the Hornets are turning to Nate Darling, who had not played productive minutes. Not to say Nate Darling didn't do some nice things out there, but you're turning to a very different player when the Hornets go to the end of their bench versus what the Lakers have to do. In your opinion, what answers can be found that haven't already been tapped into for the Hornets here trying to get through all these injuries? I'll just say it's a tough situation. I mean, I don't remember a time when this many key players were out at the same time. You know, it's one thing to lose a starter, someone like Lamelo Ball, but then to lose your one of your leading scorers, Gordon Hayward. I mean, it's just the list goes on. A guy like Malik Monk, who's really had big games and flashes and helped his team win a lot of games this season, had him out. PJ, I mean, the list goes on. So, you know, I think right now Coach Brago's searching. You know, who's going to be the guy who's going to help? And I think you just got to keep trying, just trying different things, different combinations, different rotations. And you're going to find some diamonds in a rough. I think when you see Jalen McDaniels have big games, score close to 20 points and explode, it opens eyes within this organization, opens eyes across the NBA. But if you're in the NBA, you have the talent, you have the ability to make it happen. And really what guys need is just an opportunity to prove that, hey, they belong and they can do it and they're good enough. So right now I look at this as an opportunity for everybody on this bench for the Hornets, everybody on this roster. They're going to get their name called. They're going to get a chance. And when they get their chance, we'll see if they take advantage of it. Terry Rozier was asked after the game about the collection of players he's playing with. And Terry, from last night's game against Cleveland, I thought was one of the players who really felt the brunt of all the injuries because he was way more of a focal point for the defense. They were crowding him, trying to make him uncomfortable. He still managed to score 22, which shows what kind of player he is. But Terry feeling a lot more pressure these days than when Gordon Hayward and Malik Monk were healthy. Here's what he had to say about the group that's out there right now running with him. I feel like it's self-explanatory. I mean, we got different guys out there, guys that's not really as experienced as the guys that, you know, that started the season off, you know, the guys that's hurt. So, but like I said, man, there's no excuses. We're not pointing no fingers or, or putting nobody down. This is what we, this is what we got. It's basically the same team we had last year. And like I said, we got to find, find it within ourselves 
to bring it every night because nobody going to feel sorry for it. Terry Rozier on the lay of the land right now. For the most part, he's right. This is mostly the team that was together last year. Malik Monk did play a little bit more down the stretch, and obviously he's not available to go. And P.J. Washington being absent right now, I think that's really had a huge effect because his shooting ability to stretch the floor, his ability to score inside, his defensive presence. I know people like to pile on P.J., and I think it's a bit unnecessary because, really, you look at the numbers, he's shooting 37% from three. He's still scoring 11 points per game despite not taking as many shots as he did a year ago. His absence, I think, might be the straw that broke the camel's back here right now and why the team has lost both games since he's been absent. Yeah, P.J., he's a tough one to lose. You know, he like you said, I don't know if he gets enough credit for everything he does and brings to the table for this team, but when he's making threes, when he's rebounding, when he's finishing at the rim that just brings such a bonus to this Hornets team and right now they just don't have that the Hornets overall since Gordon Hayward went down and made it you know no Gordon no LaMelo ball they've lost four of six the two they won one was against Oklahoma City who I'll just be frank they're not a very good basketball team right now they're very very young they weren't playing with Shea Gilgis Alexander who's their one maybe potential all-star caliber player that's revealed himself so far And the other one was Milwaukee, who benched everyone who had ever been to an All-Star game and was in their starting lineup. So, you know, outside of those two games, the Hornets have fought hard. They've made it competitive, but have not been able to come up with a victory since those two key pieces went down. JB talked after the game a little bit more about dealing with injuries. Kind of a longer quote, but Matt will play it and let you chime in on what you think about what Coach had to say. Yeah, I mean, this is unprecedented. I mean, these guys are gassed. Uh, it's no excuse. Every team is, you know, that's just the nature of the season. Uh, my goal here moving forward is just to keep this group healthy and moving forward. But I'm not going to run our guys into the ground, finding more injuries here across the board. I got to be smart with our group. We just got to move forward. It's, I've just never seen anything like this schedule-wise. And you're seeing it throughout the league. I'm not a doctor. You know, I don't, I don't get into that. The injury stuff, that's for other people to figure out. That's not on me. Um, but I'll do my best. I can control our guys and try to do my best to keep them fresh. We're limited on bodies. We've got a limited group right now, but we'll do our best. Is there anything with this stretch that approaches your frustration level aside from the injuries? Like, what's your biggest source of frustration outside of the injuries? No, it's that. This group, they're, they're giving us their best. They're giving us their best. We're limited offensively right now. You know, we'll, we'll try to get to 100 points, you know, as much as we can. It's going to be a challenge. It's just going to be a challenge. Um, no excuses. This is our group. Whoever's available on Friday will play, you know, and, and we move forward. I just got to manage their minutes and their bodies as best as I can. If people return, you know, they return. If not, this is the group. So and nobody feeling sorry for us. Um, we just got to move forward. Matt, you spent 10 years in the association. First half of JB's answer was he's never seen anything like this. Can you recall any time like this where the games were coming so frequently? There's not many, but I do remember we had a tough season when I was in Charlotte during the lockout season, and we had a seven-win season. So that was obviously very nightmarish that I still have to this day. But, um, you know, that season, I remember playing games with six guys, literally. Eight guys dressed, but only six guys that were actually healthier. Six guys that really just wanted to play. You know, you get so bad sometimes guys don't even want to play. But, you know, I I think this is a very unusual situation to have this many key players that are out. I agree with Coach. It's rare. It's almost like, well, how do we do this? Like, we're not just missing one or two of our main guys. you got five or six guys on the bench that, you know, any given night could give you 20 to 30 points in any given game. So, I think as a coach, that's very frustrating. You know, I think you love the idea of young guys getting an opportunity, getting a chance to develop. 
But when you have this many guys out, when we're trying to go make a playoff push here, find our spot for the, the seeding and everything else that's going to be coming our way in the next couple of weeks, this is an important time. So it's frustrating, and I feel the, the frustration with Coach. The good news is the Hornets have kind of been playing with house money all along here, even going back to before the injuries. They built themselves up so they were well above 500. Even now with losing three in a row, they're still a 500 ball club, and they still have a six-game cushion separating themselves from being out of the play-in tournament and the stated goal all along was to make the postseason so the Hornets are are very much in a good position there and we'll see if they can't come up with a win on Friday and we'll look for better news on the injury front hopefully there's good things to hear about PJ Washington and maybe anyone else to return to the Hornets before we let you go Matt I know this was kind of a heavy edition of the Hornets Hivecast we always want to end on a positive I want to get your take on the Miles Bridges dunk I think I've got about another I don't know three years to talk about this dunk before it's really going to be outside the minds of all of our fans out there and the people we talked to here on the Hornets Hivecast. What was your perspective on it? What do you recall on it? How does it compare to all of the great plays and players that have made them that you have experienced in your time in the NBA? I got to say this, that dunk by Miles Bridges, it got me out of my seat. I felt like a kid at my first NBA game and wanted to jump around. It was un. Unbelievable. Maybe the most amazing dunk, I think, at least that I've ever seen in person. Maybe the best dunk I've ever seen, honestly. I mean, just everything about it. It was unexpected. It was a chest to chest. It was against a seven footer shot blocker in Capella. And going back, looking at the pictures and just seeing where he took off from, the height that he got, where he had the ball. I mean, just everything about it was incredible. Unbelievable. I've said it several times since, and it's the thing I know to be the truth afterwards. It's the reason why you go to NBA games, because on a random Sunday in the middle of the season, in a play that doesn't determine who wins or loses, the most incredible thing that so many people will ever see watching sports just happened. And that's why you want to be there and to experience it. We try and convey it through TV and radio and podcasts and interviews and replays, but there's just nothing like being there in those moments. I've got a few, you know, that I recall from my childhood going to baseball and basketball and football games that I can remember, and and I'll always be able to say I was there and what it felt like to see it. I really like what you had to say there about how it takes you back to being a kid. That's what you feel like when you see something like that in person. 100%. It was was special. I don't think that's something that's definitely a play that anyone who saw it will not forget it, and I think that will live on for a long time. All the more reason for you, the fans, if you have the time and the ability to join us at the Hive. We've got a lot more home games left on the schedule for the Hornets, including Sunday when Charlotte hosts Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. For ticket information, go to Hornets.com. Matt Carroll, Director of Player Programs and a 10-year NBA veteran, and one of our favorites here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for joining us today. You got it, Sam. And thanks to all of you as well for tuning in. A reminder, we will have our preview podcast tomorrow, getting you set for Hornets at Brooklyn. Till then, for everyone here with the HHC, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. And in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank you. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.